In northwestern China lives a minority ethnic group that does not resemble or behave like the Han Chinese majority. That minority is the Uyghurs. Officially, they're a regional minority in a multicultural state. But according to conclusive evidence, it's a people whose freedom has been taken away. In fact, approximately 2, 2.5 million Uyghurs are currently at risk of forced labour, being involved in state-sponsored labour schemes which enable the production of the many goods we, as consumers, buy every day. Through this podcast, we'll explore the chilling reality of the Chinese factories that manufacture items for famous international brands by exploiting Uyghur forced labour. The voices you'll hear will lead you through evidence of the most violent repression of an ethnic minority that our century has ever seen and how, more or less unconsciously, we all end up being complicit. You are listening to the first episode of Made in Slavery. February 2020, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, also known as ASPI, published a report called Uyghurs for Sale, the result of a research led by journalist and independent researcher Vicky Xu. The report contains evidence that a Chinese government project aiming to deport Uyghurs from Xinjiang to Chinese factories is tainting global supply chains. We call this report Uyghurs for Sale because it includes some ads being promoted by Chinese local officials that offered to transfer Uyghur workers to factories. And they included descriptions of the workers, which said that um, the officials could provide as many Uyghur workers as needed, that they would work very hard, and that they could not break their contract. What you just heard is the voice of Daria Impiombato, a researcher for the International Cyber Policy Centre at ASPI, which has gathered hundreds of pieces of evidence on the deportation of Uyghurs to Chinese factories. But let's take a step back and provide some background information. Xinjiang is an autonomous region located in northwest China where, according to the last available census from 2010, almost 22 million people live, including an estimated 15 million Uyghurs. Uyghurs are a Turkish-speaking Muslim ethnic group, culturally and ethnically close to different regions of Central Asia. For the Chinese government, Xinjiang is an extremely important region, both thanks to the presence of energy resources and for the fact it shares borders with Mongolia, Russia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India. In a nutshell, Xinjiang is China's gateway to the West through Central Asia. Over the years, the Chinese government has implemented policies that have reduced religious, commercial, and cultural activities of Uyghurs, as well as other minorities. After a 2017 directive issued by President Xi Jinping, 
which instructed that religions in China must be Chinese-oriented and adapted to a socialist society. Suppression of religious minorities, especially Uyghurs, increased dramatically. You may have seen the infamous chilling images captured by drone in 2019, showing hundreds of prisoners waiting to be boarded onto a train. In these pictures, prisoners are kneeling on the ground with their hands tied, blindfolded, and wearing blue jackets with an identification code. The images come from Xinjiang, and the prisoners are Uyghur men, who were likely being deported. But where were they headed? Were they being deported to a different detention camp, or to the factories that supply the many brands we use every day? To compile the Uyghurs for Sale report, we collected press releases issued by regional and national Chinese government authorities, as well as newspaper articles, because these labor transfer programs were often publicized with pride by Chinese Communist Party officials. In fact, um, they were boasting the fact that they were improving people's lifestyles in Xinjiang by providing them with training and transfer opportunities so that they could become factory workers both in Xinjiang and in other uh, mainland regions of China, as if these minority workers actually had a free choice in those situations. Um, in reality, the workers were coerced to take on these labor assignments and be transferred to other areas of Xinjiang or other regions of China. Chinese authorities control and monitor them constantly. In fact, Uyghurs are under total surveillance, not only in Xinjiang, but all over China and increasingly overseas. Other studies focusing on Xinjiang show how people are videotaped in every public place and how party officials patrol Uyghur homes on a regular basis, thinking Uyghurs had freedom to choose um, whether to take on these labor transfers or not um, and were not threatened um, on a daily basis is out of touch with reality. Satellite photos show a wide net of detention camps that were set up in Xinjiang in late 2016 and early 2017. The camps themselves, as well as the region around them, are kept under high surveillance. Nowadays, Xinjiang is surrounded by police, barbed wire, checkpoints and cameras scanning everything from license plates to faces. These tools for high surveillance turned this autonomous region into something that looks like a huge internment camp. According to UN estimates, about 2 million Uyghurs have been interned since 2017. In these camps, they disappear, are tortured, become victims of sexual violence, of sterilizations, and forced abortions, of illegal trafficking of organs extracted from people who are still alive, and, in some cases, executions. In a CNN investigation, Zumrat Daut, a former Uyghur internee in the Xinjiang camps, declares, I had long hair down to my hips. On the second day, they took me to a room where there was a tray with an electric razor and scissors, and they cut all my hair. Zumrat was not the only witness to report that all Uyghur women in the camps were forced to cut all their hair, which, according to Uyghur traditions, need to be kept long. This sounded the alarm on the origin of the tons of human hair products that are exported from Xinjiang all over the world. Until October 2018, China denied the existence of these camps. 
But after evidence was provided in the form of images taken from drones, the government had to admit their existence and claimed they were re-education camps defined as colleges that offer training and professional development opportunities. The Chinese government rejected all accusations of torture and other abuses, dismissing them as fake news. Since as early as 2016, the Chinese Communist Party has been using the excuse and framework of Uyghur separatism and the fight against terrorism to persecute, especially Muslim Turkic minorities in Western China. This has included mass incarceration, forced labor, forced sterilization of Uyghur women and organ harvesting of detainees. Uh, accusations which have all been included in the latest um, UN Human Rights Council report on Xinjiang. These are all things that have been extensively documented over the years. What was new in our 2020 Uyghurs for Sale report was the description of a new phase of the repression in Xinjiang, in which the Chinese government was forcibly transferring Uyghur workers from detention camps to factories. There's evidence that workers were not only moved to other areas of Xinjiang, but also outside of the region to other areas of China. And our team also gathered conclusive evidence of the involvement of Chinese and foreign companies in supply chains that have exploited Uyghur forced labour. There are 82 brands involved, and they are well informed about the nature of their business partnership with these Chinese factories where Uyghurs are enslaved but unfortunately do not seem to care enough. This is the long list of brands that appear on the Uyghurs for Sale report, brands from which we all, at least once, have made a purchase. Abercrombie & Fitch, Acer, Adidas, Alstom, Amazon, Apple, Asus, Bayek Motor, Bestway, BMW, Bombardier, Bosch, BYD, Calvin Klein, Candy, Carters, Cheruti 1881, Chang'an Auto, Cisco, CRRC, Dell, Electrolux, Fila, Founder Group, GAC Motor Group, Gap, Geely Auto, General Motors, Google, Goatech, H&M, Haya, Hart Schaffner Marks, iSense, Hitachi, HP, HTC, Huawei, iFly Tech, Jack and Jones, Jaguar, Japan Display, LL Bean, Lacoste, Land Rover, Lenovo, LG, Li Ning, Mayer, Meizu, Mercedes-Benz, MG, Microsoft, Mitsubishi, Mitsumi, Nike, Nintendo, Nokia, Oculus, Oppo, Panasonic, Polo Ralph Lauren, Puma, SAIC Motor, Samsung, SGMW Auto, Sharp, Siemens, Sketchers, Sony, TDK, Tommy Hilfiger, Toshiba, Chinua, 
Tong Fang, Uniqlo, Victoria's Secret, Vivo, Volkswagen, Xiaomi, Zara, Xenia, ZTE. Made in Slavery is a podcast in four episodes written by Eleonora Mongelli. The English and updated version was created in partnership with FIDU, Italian Federation for Human Rights and IRI, International Republican Institute and Solent University. Editing and mixing by Guido Andriani, original music by Vincenzo Vitulli and voiceover by Katie Leamy. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at madeinslavery at gmx.com.